cues. And um, we are going to start off with Rick Marshall. Will you please, um, oh, excuse me, can we please start recording as well? But Rick Marshall, will you please slate your name and affiliate and then you may ask your first question. Thank you. This is uh, Rick Marshall from Digital Trends. Uh, first off, I just kind of wanted to know what the inspiration was for uh, for this story, Tom, Frank. I mean, where did you get your inspiration for both the, the story and the art? Because uh, there's been so many different you know takes on Arthurian legend. Yeah, uh, for me, it was the combined thrill of tackling this mythology with somebody like Frank Miller, you know, because I uh, right out of the gate, I knew this would be very different aesthetically than any King Arthur story we've seen before. Um, but then it really was about how to bring, what were we gonna bring that was new to the table from you know the, the content of whose point of view. Um, and I would say that was sort of a, a mix of being drawn to the that image of the Lady of the Lake that that it, it evokes a lot of questions, just this this woman's arm handing a sword to, to Arthur, questions of who was she? Um, what was her relationship to Arthur? Why is she giving him the sword? Did she have the sword before him? And if so, what's her story? And through that, we just began to kind of unspool backward and um, and landed on this young woman who's kind of thrust into this situation she doesn't feel ready for and, um, and give her her place in this mythology. I, I would say along those lines, what was exciting for me personally was, you know, I grew up with these characters. I can't remember when I didn't know about King Arthur or the Sword in the Stone. And my daughter was 10 or 11 at the time that Frank and I were talking about doing this. Um, so the the idea of, of kind of creating a hero for her to connect her to these themes and these values of, you know, why, why not a young woman seizing the sword from the stone? Why not a young woman taking control of her destiny? These themes are relevant to no matter who so um, there was a nice moment when my daughter was able to visit the set the first few weeks of production and she saw Catherine Langford uh, all kind of costumed up as Nimue with the sort of power. And that was her first association to this mythology. And we had a real, you know, Catherine and I, we, we had a very sort of geek out moment that it was great like this. Okay, all right, maybe we can, maybe we can build out a new, a new hero in this myth um, uh, for young women, well, for everybody. All right, thank you. Tia, will you please slate your name and affiliate and then you and then you Yeah, absolutely. My name is Tia Faby. I uh, write for Geek Vibes Nation. First of all, Frank and Tom, uh, thank you for being with us. The show is amazing. Uh, my question is for both of you. Did was Catherine Langford your first choice for Nimue? Um, what did she necessarily do in, say, the audition that really sold you for her playing this part? Um, well, I'm happy to take that. I mean, she was, yeah, she was really one of the first conversations we had. And it was, and Netflix was fresh off the, you know, 13 Reasons Why. And I knew Catherine is, uh, you know, an amazing actor. And, um, you know, I think we, we saw her as a, a great Nimue prototype, just her sort of classical look, those eyes, and yet she's very relatable, she's really approachable. Um, and what we didn't know, what we found out to our great surprise and delight is that when you put Catherine in a really, really uncomfortable, brutal situation with stunts and 
And, you know, whether she's in a swamp or we're hitting her with sideways rain on the, you know, and atop this rock fighting CG wolves for four or five days, you know, she just embraced that part of the role beautifully. So there were moments I, you know, where Frank and I, you know, whoever was there would be like, this is, this, this could work. She, re she sells this sort of badass warrior as much as the kind of woman on the run, you know, in this sort of fantasy fugitive like setting. So she is <clears throat> marvelously talented, a great leader on set. And we were um, hugely fortunate to have her come on board early. And because then we could kind of, you know, build out this, this great cast uh, around her. All right, Stephanie, please slate your name and affiliate and you may ask your first question. Hi, I'm Stephanie Barton with Geeks Worldwide. Um, was there any difficulties in um, adapting from the book and like how things had to change or be transformed to fit in the new format? Well, I'd say they're, 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 it's, it's more um, opportunities than difficulties because, because yeah, it, it's true that, that on the face of it, you'd think that you can imagine anything, but how do you make it real? And all of that, but that really these days anything can be made to 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 appear to be real, and with with uh, the facilities and the and the and the talent available on this project, um, it seems like the story has only expanded in in the in the in the hands of the production. I mean, in, um, it in several cases I've simply asked property or costume for certain things. I've, I've stood, you know, done some sketches for costuming and seen within hours, the ideas come back, realized, um, and of course improved upon. And other places where I, where I, I uh, have simply said, I, Tom and I are talking about this scary dental scene. Um, can you get us something on medieval dentistry? Because that's gotta be scary. And in no time at all, there's a table full of this, the most monstrous dental tools you could ever imagine. Oh, Those are just a couple of examples of the sorts of things that, that the talent and, and expertise available to us uh, have expanded the original, the uh, original concepts into lusher and, and sometimes funnier or scarier scenes. Okay, thank you. Melody, um, please state your name and affiliate and you may ask your first question. Hi, I'm Melody McCune with Geek Girl Authority. A question for both of you. Did you have a collaborative relationship with the actors and were you able to bounce ideas off of each other? Uh, we, we were really blessed with this cast. Um, and they, yeah, they're, they're all collaborators. In fact, I would, I would say the, the, the writing, the, the revising, the creative process, you know, it didn't stop with the end of the book and then the start of the show. I mean, because Frank and I were still kind of working on the story and discovering things, it, it, it stayed a very organic process. And that really kicks into another uh, gear when you bring in these, these actors, you know, Catherine was incredibly prepared and had just journals and journals filled with Nimue notes. So we would very much have to be on our game when we were talking about Nimue, what was motivating her, because she had it, she knew the book very well. And sometimes it felt like she knew the book better than I knew the book. Um, Gustav is another uh, 
actor and character who, you know, he brings so much to Merlin himself that you, you know, you adjust to that. And so um, there's a constant conversation. We did a lot of real deep diving early on with all of the actors just about where, where they've been, you know, where they might be going, what, what they're going through, because I think these are very, you know, very human versions of these legendary characters. And so they were extremely conscientious of, you know, uh, the honesty in that, and they were very committed to the, the truth of this. So that was a, I know for both of us, a great joy. I mean, I'll let Frank speak for himself, but it was a, they're, they're a, a great group. <clears throat> oh yeah, the, the cast has been, has been a thrill. The, 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 the uh, um, I mean, each one, you get to know them and, and you, you get to know the, the, the sorts of things they like and the sense of humor that, that, that they bring to it. And, and, uh, um, and, and you get to play to it a bit throughout the production um and and you know for instance with with, with gustav you've got his, his physicality can't be denied he's he's a very physical guy uh, you know very body proud you know moving guy which which really redefines merlin in many ways um and and uh you know other and and uh peter mullen is one i always love to to list because he brings this this cheerful diabolical quality that 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 um, I think is 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 uh, world class um, and there are many others it's 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 uh, but I've always found in all my in all my um, you know adventures in 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 screen uh, work that the actors are probably the biggest delight I have okay. they tell the story thank you Melody Rick you may ask your second question Hi, uh, Frank, I'm curious, uh, your thoughts on seeing uh, your art, you know, come from page to the screen on this. This is something that, you know, you're no stranger to over the years, but uh, on this particular one, what were some of your feelings about seeing your, your art realized uh, on the screen? Well, it's, 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 uh, I like it. It's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's the, the, the thing is, is it's sort of like, if something, if something comes across in a way I didn't intend or I don't like, I still got my artwork, so so you know I, I'm not that protective, and I, I feel like I'm contributing to a process. Um, at every stage, anybody working um, in in a, a screen production is crazy if they don't realize that they're part of a process that's that's larger than an individual, and so you know each each bit you get throwing in, everybody's overlapping all over each other, and and and. Uh, and so everybody kind of owns a piece of everybody else's work. Thank you. Sure, thank you. Thanks, Rick. Tia, you may ask your next question. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, I know I may be thinking ahead here, but the first season was so wonderful. Have you guys thought of a second season? Or are you kind of just waiting for Netflix to give you the green light? Um, and of course, that's for the both of you. You know, I, I've talked to Tom, but he won't give it a thought. He, 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 he's got no interest in even thinking about it. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes and yes to your questions. Yes, well, you know, we're waiting like everyone, but, you know, we're, it's still a story that we look forward to telling, you know, continuing in any, in any form. And I think part of this story, which is interesting, is even 
Um, and this doesn't happen with every story, but with, with Nimue, uh, a lot of those pieces fell into place and, and knowing your ending is, is always critical. Um, so there's, yeah, I think there's a, bit, there's a big story to tell that we were very much looking forward to tell. There's many, many details to be filled in, but there are also pretty exciting arcs for, for every character. And, and if you get all the way to the end of the 10 hours, you, you realize there are a lot of, lot of questions that are still kind of out there. And, and, um, and I, and I want to reassure, you know, viewers or audiences, there are, you know, answers to those questions, you know, so it's, it would be a thrill to answer them. And, um, and it's impossible not to think about it, you know, because we're so wrapped up in it. And we, and one of the great, you know, creative joys of my life was, you know, sitting with Frank, I don't know, we were in the woods somewhere, it was last summer, you know, and, and, um, you know, Nim, there was someone had built a beautiful kind of cave like set and the characters were there and we were beginning to riff a bit on, you know, where things might go. And it was one of those moments of like, all right, this is pretty cool. I would be, it would be wrong of me not to appreciate this, uh, this moment um, because it was a lot of fun and we were able to kind of even have exchanges with the actors of where their characters might go. And so, yeah, with something like this, it, you know, as, as lucky as we were to have 10 hours, we, we need more hours to, to tell the whole story. And, and there are also, um, if I could add this, that, that there are within this legend, um, many uh, wonderful characters yet to be revealed. Indeed. Thank you, Tia. Stephanie, you may ask your next question. So the story is obviously based on a very old, very popular um, legend, um, but it's been relevant throughout the ages. What themes do you think um, are the most relevant to the modern audience from the story? Uh, go ahead, Frank. I, I, I would say the, the, the ones that are eternal, um, the, 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 and, and the, the, the ones that are grandest, which are honor and love and, and, um, and, uh, but also within that, there is the, the birth of civilization, which is, which is completely, you know, personified by King Arthur, um, bringing order to a, to a, to a, a barbaric world. Um, and the contest between, um, between nature and technology, uh, which is personified by Nimue and the forces against her. She is a creature of magic and nature, and the the um, forces of the of the of the um, you know of the uh, <clears throat> of the enemy are are very much technological. They all have they all have have machines, and they all mow down things. So so it's it's a, these are these are these have every uh, possible relevance with today's world because they are eternal. Thank you, Stephanie. Melody, you may ask your next question. Was there a particular scene from the book that you were excited to see on screen? There, there were, uh, there were a spoiling amount of moments where, you know, <laughs> you show up on set 
and not realize like, oh, we're here? Like, this is happening today? Like, oh, cool, <laughs> you know? And because we, of course, you know, had, had worked on the book together, you didn't quite know what, you know, would be kind of coming together that day or what they had just designed or what set had been realized, you know, the night before. That was, that was always really magical. Um, there were a few, I mean, the getting crafting the, that little, that little girl, that little Nimue in the, in the bear cave, you know, I remember oh, one of the yeah, earliest yeah. drawings, you know, one of the earliest drawings from the book that Frank did was that, that young Nimue against, you know, that demon bear. And um, I think getting that right and really trying to, really trying to get, you know, Frank's work, you know, on screen and seeing that is really iconic for Nimue's character. And, um, but there were, there were many of those moments. Um, the, the kind of finale on the, on the bridge, you know, not to give anything away, but um, had several moments of kind of where we brought everything to bear, VFX, you know, set work, you know, the performances, the actors had, built to these moments, you know, and prepared for them. So there was a lot of culmination of moments that we had been very patient to try to preserve, to, you know, really pay off the story. So a, a lot kind of um, came together in, in that, uh, that bridge scene. Yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, all I'll add here is that is that for me, the image of Nimue plunging into the water is one that I, I remember um, being drawn to by the text as, as a, as a, I wrote must draw, but mm -hmm. to, me, to me, that represented so much of, of the entire series was wrapped up in that, in that visceral image. Um, and, and, uh, and I, and I drew it and then actually seeing Catherine on the day being plunged was quite a thrill. All right, everybody, that is all the time that we actually have for today. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Well, Tom, we seem to have survived. All right, can we go ahead and cut, please? We made it through, Frank. We did it. Okay, we will have a second round table